welcome to episode 34 of GameSpot After Dark, or part two of the Work From Home edition. I think I'm going to try to keep track of this and see how many uh, Work From Home editions we can get to. But anyway, joining us this week is Callie Plaguey. Hi. Lucy James. Hello. And Tamor Hussein. Hiya. He's here to tell us all about Bloodborne's anniversary, right? Yep, I'm ready. I did a, I did a Twitter thread about it. I'm just going to read that out. Okay, that's fine. I haven't, I haven't uh, read it, so that would be perfect. <laughs> I'm not, but genuinely, I did that Twitter thread, and it took me about two and a half hours to compose it. And it's like four tweets. But it was like, it took forever for me to like make sense of it, and the whole thread is about how I don't understand Bloodborne. <laughs> I'll have Please to enjoy it. <laughs> After this episode, though. Uh, before we get started, though, I do have one announcement. By the time this goes live... Uh, it's Wednesday today. It'll go up Friday, as hopefully you know by now. Uh, the Discord should be live. Uh, we got the okay to get it going. I think we're going to mod for now and see how it goes from there. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in being a part of the Discord, you can message me on Twitter or mes- message Jean-Luc, actually. He might be a better one to message because he's the one who set it up. Or you can email the After Dark, uh, After Dark at after dark podcast at gamespot.com i'll get it one of these days uh and we can add you that way um but yeah uh, now's probably a good time to join because there's not a lot going on you might want some people to talk to about video games and whatnot uh but anyway shall we get started what we've been playing slash doing mm. uh callie mm. do you want to start sure <laughs> you're honking in someone's <laughs> That's that's me. Sorry. That's okay. There's a there's a there's a goose outside. Who, Lucy? You had sirens going off last time. Yeah, I had sirens. I think I don't know if Greg's recording something this week, but blessing blessing tweeted it. It was weird. Listening to last week's episode of Gamespot After Dark and hearing Greg in the background recording last week's PS I Love You. I sent you a. I think I sent a GIF of. I was watching. um, I think it was games data or one of the the, one of the podcasts and like (laughs) greg is talking about something and in the distance you can see just lucy like walk into frame look directly (laughs) at his camera and then walk out of frame (laughs) i need to try and figure out like how many pieces of kind of funny content i can just sneak into or sort of like dab he very (laughs) he very regularly will reference you he does he's done it way more recently than before Um, i've given him a desk now i've heard i've heard a lot of references to my old desk (laughs) (laughs) i remember early on and kind of funny when they first hired kevin they didn't show kevin's face at all for like the first i don't know nine months or so (laughs) for a very long time and they finally did a reveal i thought that was that was pretty funny so instead you can just like not be on the content but also Mm -hmm. on all of the content i don't even really exist (laughs) just a mirage anyway callie what have you been up to um i'm still playing animal crossing because i'm doing a lot of animal crossing guides and thank um, you i did it (laughs) Uh, trying to make sure everybody knows how much you can sell different fish for. Um, and, uh, yeah, I paid off my final loan today. Ooh, so Congratulations. You I had defeated capitalism. I did defeat capitalism today. Uh, kind of. By, by kowtowing to it. Yeah, I mean... So, I didn't think that through. Yeah, I... I had like a crazy high uh, turnip price today, so I took advantage of that, as did Jake. Yep. <laughs> I missed the turnip lady because I didn't realize they came, they left at midday, and I logged on on Sunday at 10 past 12. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I like this week. This is like the first time I've ever fucked with the stock market in Animal Crossing because I just like, I don't know. I didn't even, I just didn't even want to mess with it didn't want to worry about it's kind of like in real life how i don't know anything about stocks i'm just like i'm like that stonks image i really just <laughs> don't understand um but i i have been trying it because daisy may is really adorable and it paid off today because i made like i made like 1.2 million bells today Damn. oh no 1.1.4 yeah whoa so Jeez. I made a lot of money in Animal Crossing. 
yeah. I'm gonna get my final villager because I put that off for some reason. And uh, he is his name is Lyman. He is a koala. Um, uh, not, I know who you mean. I'm not crazy about him. It was a random thing that happened to me. Mm. And uh, my store still hasn't freaking upgraded. I've I've made millions in the stock market, and I've paid off all of my loans amounting to millions. I've spent. I bought the crown, which is a million bells. And I still don't have an upgraded store, so I'm starting to get a little annoyed. Um, I got really excited today because this is the first time I've ever dropped anything in the, you know, those sell bin right outside of the Nook, Nook store. If mm-hmm. you drop stuff off there, uh, you'll get paid the next day, but you won't get paid as much as if you had just sold it to them right away. I haven't done that yeah. before until last night because I caught a bunch of fish that I didn't really care about. So I was like, oh, I'll just throw them in there because otherwise I just release them. Uh, and then the next morning I got a phone call from Timmy and I got super excited and I set up my recording equipment because I'm like, this is it. They're going to be like, yo, we need you at the store right now. Cause we're going to upgrade this thing. <laughs> and then, and then I press a a couple more times. They're like, you got $6,000 from or 6,000 bells from your fish. And I was like, damn it, Timmy, come on, <laughs> give me the new store. I We are on day, actually, let me, I'm going to tab over and actually tell you, we're on day 27. Today is the 27th day that Jake and I have played this game, and uh, we still have Nook's Cranny. I'm I'm actually, like, this is actually, like, a big, um, not a big, but it's it's definitely a negative point for me uh, with this game. I'm I'm still really enjoying New Horizons, um, and I'm waiting until I upgrade the store to fully finalize my review, because I want to speak to that as an important part of progression. And I have been disappointed with the way the progression has worked so far. Um, as far as like overall town progression, I think you have a lot, a lot more to do day to day, which is a strength. But I think there's, um, I'm hoping like they do some sort of update or something because it is way too, I'm waiting a month for a new store is like, uh, it used to be like eight days. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say for reference, like in previous games, it's been like a week. Or when you spend 12,000 bells, it'll upgrade. And then there'll be multiple upgrades after that. We don't even know if there are more upgrades after this first one, right? This is, Or this yeah, second so one, I guess. The only confirmed buildings so far are the upgraded Nook's Cranny, which, by the way, is still called Nook's Cranny. Which makes me think that's the last one. It worries me so much. And then Able Sisters. Um, so I, I pre-ordered the guide a while ago. I don't know what's going to happen to that shipping with everything going on. Um, you can probably get a Kindle version. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that because I do have a Kindle with enough space for pictures, specifically for manga. But um, I could probably get a Kindle version of the guide uh, because I, I, I want to know. I like I even reached out to PR and I was like, can you please tell me how to do like I'm lost. How do I do this? Um, so that's been that's been weird. I know, like, obviously part of. New Horizons is uh, those planned updates for holidays um, that put the holidays in the game so you can't time travel to them. And we were thinking maybe that could add stuff, but that doesn't really make sense because people start the game at all different times. Like, not everybody played it day one, so. Yeah, and they said, I mean, they said they were doing a drop, was it March? End of March they were doing their first one? Um, So that the the 1.1... 0.0 update is what we're on now and that mm. was the first update like for launch day and then for bunny day which is like animal crossing's easter um i think that doesn't come like come into the game until like the day before or something like that yeah um at least that's what i heard i think there's a lot of like rumors and misinformation like there's this fish we can't catch and i think people are just wrong about what month it's in so we're in a weird stage with Animal Crossing right now, with no yeah. official guide to to guide us. My, my bet is that I bet, or my bet is that I think a lot of that stuff will be coming through updates and DLC because there's some stuff that we've seen no signs of, like Brewster's Cafe. I think is a big mm-hmm. one. Like that, that kind of became a staple of Animal Crossing. I feel like. I don't know, ever since Wild World, a big part of that game was checking in on Brewster, getting coffee. And then in New Leaf, they added that mini game too, right? Where you can yeah, with like serve picking, villagers coffee. Yeah, picking their, like knowing their coffee order and getting it for them. And then you would get like the different coffee items to put in your house as a reward. Um, yeah, I I mean, the updates so far that they've been, have talked about, the holiday ones at least, are free. So I'm hoping uh, that any further stuff is not like I wouldn't want to pay for Brewster. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, even Crazy Red, like, I have not encountered any art, um, which is another, like, that goes back to the very beginning of Animal Crossing. Um, it's, it's just it's a strange... I, it's a strange limbo we're in right now because like I'm writing a lot of these guides and there's still so much I don't know and it's not just me like I've been talking to other people I've been talking to people at IGN and um, like just talking to different games media people and everybody's just kind of like I don't really know what is next <laughs> so yeah. it's, a, it's just a weird time all around I think you know so but the animals are still really cute, and every time they sing, I almost cry, so, yeah. I've been running into a lot of animals singing. It's it's very wholesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, did you Not see a single one yet. Alessandro Barbosa, uh, one of our freelancers, he uh, tweeted two animals singing together. Mm. They oh were singing gosh. together. <laughs> it's the best. Do you guys have the chicken? Which chicken? Yeah, which the chicken? one that ends the one that ends every sentence with chicky poo. Jake has that one. Yeah, I do. I forget. Uh, I hate that chicken. Name. I don't plucky. like it much either. Plucky, plucky, plucky. Yeah, yeah it's plucky. Mm. He's, he's plucky is useless. It says been, nothing of interest ever. It just ends it with chicky poo. I'm like, oh, you're useless. Yeah, I've been waiting. I haven't. I haven't had the heart to kick plucky out yet. I've been hoping that Plucky will be like, you know what? I think it's time for me to move. But instead, this other villager I like named Chevra, like once a week is like, I had a dream I'm going to move. I think I might move. And I'm like, no, 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 please don't move. I like you. We got to get we gotta get Plucky out of here, though. Let me <laughs> get him out. He's ruining or the her. vibes. Yeah. I In Rivia. A villager, I have a villager whose name is just Kyle. So, uh, I mean, he's cool. But like, why is his name just Kyle? <laughs> I got a uh, a monkey named Tammy to join me uh, in Tamsterdam. Oh so my god! It's very on brand. And for a minute, I was like, I wonder if there's enough characters with just Tam at the start of their name that I could exclusively make it a Tam island. And I was like, No, I don't remember there being any more. In fact, no, so I, might just no. leave I mean, it. you can look. You can go on the wiki and just like Control F the Tam yeah. and see what comes up. There's there's Timmy and Tommy. Tam, me, and then Tammy will be there. So there's like, a there's a number. theme. There's a theme there already. <laughs> That's incredible. How's Thrillho doing, Lucy? Thrillho is thriving. I'm getting the resident services tomorrow. No, day after nice. tomorrow. It's being closed tomorrow. Um, I'm enjoying it. Although my house is really basic. I'm in an Animal Crossing Discord and everyone's showing off what they have. And I'm like, oh, mine sucks. <laughs> But I'm going to try Tarantula Island tonight, I think. Nice. I would. My um, house is... Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, my house is completely empty. There's a fax machine on the floor. And then above it is the uh, a poster of the Diamond Dogs logo from Metal Gear 5. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing. I'm, I've got stuff. I'm just like, no, I'm living a minimalist life. I've got the fax machine if anyone needs me for any missions. And they know mm -hmm. that I represent Diamond Dogs. That's it. Wow. That That reminds me of like just buildings in PUBG where there'd just be like a printer and that would yeah. be it not even on the table <laughs> <laughs> the fax machine is on the floor in the middle of the room perfect oh, yeah, man, that's, what was, that's what's NPC the house the, what's the name of the PUBG island we should have named our island that oh, oh yeah. that would have been so good Evan named, Evan named his island Outset which I thought was really good yeah that's I've good. seen Koholint too okay that's, that's a good one which too. I think that was Brian Altano's I think um, um, that makes sense. And then, of course, noted spokeswoman for um, Sucker Punch. That is a, a translation error on Twitter inside joke, so I shouldn't have even mentioned it. But anyway, Andrew Goldfarb is doing a whole Ghost of Tsushima-themed uh, room, and he's been asking various people to send him things. So I've been sending him, like, samurai shit and, like... This <laughs> <laughs> whole oh, island is called Tsushima. It's very good. It, yeah, I just named oh, it Tsushima. Yeah. So what I'm doing is like I've, I'm creating themed quadrants on my island. So Ooh. I have the beach area and I went to uh, an island yesterday where there's bamboo thickets and I like ate all the coconuts in the island so I could take all those bamboo thickets. And yeah. now the left hand side of my island is going to be like the, the Asian area. And then I'm going to do like a, a futuristic area in the top left. So it's got like different biomes. 
I that's love that. Plan. Like the crystal my, maze. Yeah, that's my plan for Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, Lucy, what is... Do you want to tell us what the Tiger King is? Oh, my God. It's, oh, my God. So, Jen, Greg, and I, my, my roommates and I, we're all playing um, Animal Crossing. And we were like, okay, we just need something on Netflix in the background. Here, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's called Tiger King. It's about a guy who owns, who's called Joe Exotic, and he owns, uh, I think, the America's biggest private big cat zoo. And we were like, okay, that's fine. And I actually recognized that guy because he was part of a Louis Theroux documentary about keeping big cats a few years ago. You think it's just going to be about, you know, like, the, the people who keep big cats in America no it like there's an attempted murder plot there is um joe exotic and he's like running for governor and he has his own singles and he has two husbands and it's just the wildest documentary i've ever seen and then episode two is when there are there's just so many revelations in a row that we're all sat there trying to play animal crossing looking at all these people messing around with huge tigers and lions and then just these plot revelations it's not even plot revelations because it happens in real life <laughs> they just keep coming and it was it's unbelievable like the documentary yeah. and and the reason they have so much access is because there was an there was a camera crew there uh who were trying to film a uh reality series um and they have all this footage and then it turned into this documentary um, did you freeze for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I freeze? Yeah, I see it. I was so <laughs> worried I froze. No one, no one moved, and I was like, "Oh God, is this me?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, uh, is someone using the internet? Well, <laughs> when she said messing around with tigers, I thought of, I thought that um, I didn't me- I didn't interpret that properly. <laughs> uh. I am going to. Yeah, she's drop back. Him. Oh, there we oh, go. We lost you. You were frozen time? the entire time. <laughs> yeah, wow. we, had, we had a conversation for about thirty seconds about. I know. I, I heard it. I, oh, you did. Was okay. moving for me. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. Well. Maybe, maybe, maybe just pick up from uh, the reality TV series bit. Okay. Um. So they have all this access because a few years ago, a reality TV crew went to shoot a document, a, a show about Joe Exotic and his uh, his animals. And then as shit kept hitting the fan, a documentary filmmaker got involved and then they have a ton of footage that they managed to get to. And the resulting thing is just, it's wild. It's so good and it's really well made. I think it's seven or so episodes. We did them across the weekend playing animal crossing the whole time it's really good it's like netflix knew that we had nothing else going on and just decided to drop this um it's really good please I, go and watch it It also has like I, true crime elements in it which is fantastic ooh. yeah i started watching it i was like oh i'm building a desk i just bought a desk because if, if people are looking at my like background there's nothing in here because i have no furniture basically <laughs> so i like hey, I you got some here. cool posters though yeah, they're like they're around here somewhere. I moved here and I didn't buy any furniture because I was like, I'll take my time. I don't have to eat a massive upfront cost for furniture. I'll get the basics and then I'll slowly add to it. And then we had this thing happen, coronavirus, where it's like, oh, I really need all the furniture right now. But like I got a desk and I was like, I'm going to build this desk and watch Tiger King. It took me about seven hours to build a desk because what? I kept stopping to watch what was happening oh. on the screen. So I'm like trying to screw something and I'm like, what what is happening <laughs> who oh who is threatening who because it starts off looking like like lucy's broken it down quite eloquently about what it is but like you think it's just going to be like rivalries between these big cat owners because they're exotic pets <gasps> pets everyone wants to be a uh kind of you know the big cat owner extraordinaire then there's a lady who's like oh carol um, yeah carol who's like <laughs> We should free. We need to get these. We need to get these cats away from Joe Exotic. He's mistreating them, but she's running her own park and is like, "There's something. There's a. We won't. I won't say where it is, but like her episode. I think it's episode yeah, three. Yeah, there's an episode. Oh my God. That's the one that took me the longest to. Yeah. That's the biggest slowdown because you're like, excuse me, she did what? And you're like, <laughs> really 
<laughs> she's like the 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 thing that they level at her is like, all right, this is not about cats anymore. This is straight up true crime, and then it keeps escalating to the point where you're like, why is there an undercover investigation? Why is the FBI involved? And you're like, what? oh my god, and like it's, so it's good. everyone. Everyone is a character, and there's moments where if you stop. If you don't remind yourself that this is reality TV, it looks scripted. It looks all fake. Ben. Mm-hmm. At one it's true. point, their YouTube yeah, channel's it, still live, by the way. So if you finish the documentary, you can go back and look at Joe Exotic TV, mm. and it is a trip. Based, you, see, like, you see, you see them shoot that stuff in the show, and then you can watch it on YouTube. Mm. And it's if if you're like a, a you know true crime slash you know murderino, you will very quickly identify exactly like you you very quickly identify how these people are all cult leaders oh and it's yeah, yeah. fascinating like they all have the hallmarks of a cult leader they do things that are like it's eerily reminiscent of like heaven's gate various mm-hmm. other well-known cult leaders they're like personality wise they are cult leaders and at the and like the really cool thing about it is like it brings back brings it back to like how the cats are affected in an interesting mm-hmm. way not Ooh. in a super in-depth way but it's in a way that like you forget that cats are a big part of this and then it reminds you and you're like fuck i can't believe it's the people were the real monsters the entire time <laughs> i really i really yeah. thought you were gonna say i can't believe you've done this can't i, I done mean this. like i fully i fully can't believe they've done any of that <laughs> It's very, very good. It's on Netflix. Fully yeah. recommend. So that's that's what I've been obsessed with. I'm up to. The, I'm on the memes now. They have a lot of Joe Exotic memes. Yeah. Why is yeah. his name Joe Exotic? Well, because his real name is Joe Schreibvogel. Yeah. Oh, so he but did like, a John. He, he did a John Cougar then. But he needs like a, like a standout name. Yeah. He wanted a brand. And could my it God, would be, does he have a brand? It would have been funny <laughs> if he'd gone with Cougar, a la mm-hmm. John Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. But exotic is cool too, I guess. Oh my God, I just remembered one thing that happens that like, when it happened on screen, Lucy will know about it, but it's about... <gasps> no, I, I exactly, exactly what you mean. And like, we, I was we like... All, we were all playing Animal Crossing and we all just went... It's like uh, jaw dropping, because it's like... Uh, it's all like casual talking about people being weird and then this they show this something awful happens and then they show it and you're like oh my <gasps> god how do they show that it's it's like it's so fu- yeah. it's messed it's up really, it's messed up does a tiger really kill someone i'm saying no nothing. no saying nothing okay not saying but also yeah. no also okay. like there's a lot of very 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 beautiful animals in it oh. like some of the no. but, but also no <laughs> I tell you, I feel very confident in saying none of those people are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Tamor, uh, mm-hmm. what have you been up to apart from, you know, doing your, your Bloodborne grind? Uh, so Bloodborne grind is still happening. It's the anniversary of Bloodborne. It was a couple of days ago. Um, great game. Everyone should play it. Uh, I started playing Bleeding Edge. I haven't played that much of it, so I won't speak too in-depth about the quality. What I will say is it's an interesting game. They're trying to go for that, like, uh, Overwatch-style multiplayer experience where it's, like, super bright, super vibrant, really charismatic, really distinct, interesting-looking characters, but do it in a third-person combat game. It's developed by Ninja Theory, the team behind... uh, Heavenly Sword, Hellblade, Hellblade, Senua Sacrifice, DMC, Devil May Cry. So they have the the chops for combat stuff. I don't think it's particularly fluid. It feels satisfying-ish. Um, I done basically all of the training stuff and then I messed around with a bunch of the characters. There's one character who is Taika Waititi doing Korg. And it's so you're very... Into it. I'm very into that character. He's like a robot He's like, I think he's a Maui or like Samoan character, um, but he's got like, he's also part robot and his ability is he just does loads of slaps. So he just does this loads. He does, you press the attack button, you hold it and he just does this the entire time and then you, you can just walk. So like I'm just walking around arenas just slapping the shit out of everyone. <laughs> and then his ability is like an escape ability where he runs away really fast, but he says, mm. leg it in in Korg's voice so I like run up to people slap him and then go leg it and run away (laughs) I'm just running around that game annoying the shit out of people 
Um, it's got like a bunch of modes, standard fare, like capture the objective, grab these power cells, put them in there. And um, it's really weird. It's got this it's got this mismatch between what it is where it's like this cartoony futuristic vibe but the soundtrack is like weird edm concert happening in a desert like tiesto has done the soundtrack or something and it's very very confusing so tonally quite confusing but uh ninja theory is really known for like creating visually distinct and charismatic characters they did enslaved so um that kind of vibe is in this. There's like an old lady who's kind of a witch. There's Korg, but a samurai. There's like a dude who is effectively Lucio, but laying down in a hover bike the entire time. Um, it's really, boy. yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I kind of don't know why they made it. It feels like it was a project that they had to, they were working on as like a sub project, mm. as a passion project before they got acquired by Microsoft. When it was like, we need something. Remember when they made that mobile game? No. So there's a mobile no. game they made a little while back and it came back when mobile game was hot, were hot and it was like very much made to be a microtransaction game. Mm. Effectively, it was, we need money. How do we get that money? Make a mobile game. This kind of has that, whether, whether or not it is, it kind of has that vibe to it where it's like everyone's making multiplayer games, team-based abilities, that kind of stuff. We need one of those. That's the trend that will help us kind of stay afloat for a bit longer. But then obviously Microsoft came in and purchased them and now they're fine and like they're stable. But they still put the game out. So mm. I, it's it's got like ideas and it's interesting and it's functional, but I don't know how much life it's got in it. I was going to say, available. it feels like it's been put out to die. It very like, much uh, has. There's like no marketing. Days, like zero marketing. It's a few days after Animal Crossing and Doom. Day like, after Half-Life. Day after yeah. Half-Life. It's, so yeah, it's, it's a shame. But, I mean, hopefully... I feel like Ninja Theory were acquired for Hellblade, right? I mean, yeah. And I feel like if this, if this was, you know, just a kind of... Like a tech test, Esh. Is... Esh? Wow. Esh and then Is. Esh. <laughs> Am I okay? I've been spending too long indoors. But you know what I mean? It's like, not to diminish the work of the people who've been on it. It just feels like a shame Absolutely. that they put all this hard work on mm-hmm. and then it just gets sort of announced with no fanfare. Yeah. And as, no a, fanfare. I think as a studio, like Ninja Theory, sorry, Jake, um, go ahead. Uh, I, I think the thing too to remember is that it is free right if you've got xbox mm. game pass or whatever yeah, that's what i'm playing and, and i think that's kind of what they're banking on with this you know like it'll find its audience yeah mm-hmm. it may take a while but it'll find its audience and i'm sure you know if you log into xbox and you have game pass i'm sure it's one of the first things that shows up like hey check yep. out this brand new game that's available mm-hmm. today and you can download it and play it and it's kind of like overwatch but also has mm-hmm. these other weird characters so maybe so, maybe they're just banking on that yeah, it's it's. I turned my Xbox on specifically to get it, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna have to fight my way through the Xbox UI to find this game." And it was like front and center right there. I was like, "Great." Um, That's good. So but like, at the same Nint- time, like ugh, a game like that lives or dies on its community. It should have had a bigger push. Mm. Because, yeah, N- yeah. Like Ninja Theory, the acquisition of Ninja Theory, like you mentioned, it's for Hellblade, but like. I adore that studio. I think they've done some amazing mm. work, and partly why I like them also is because they're the underdog studios always they always put out the under they love to put themselves in a position where it's like let's make a game and make it even more an up or of an uphill struggle than ordinarily is like between hellblade being a a triple a game made on a double a budget and then taking on devil may cry and basically painting a target on the entire studio's back they always do amazing work so i think the acquisition from microsoft is going to pay off dividends beyond just hellblade they're incredibly creative and smart and they think outside of the box um and the reason i mention that is because despite the despite what this is and whether it succeeds it's still got the ninja theory polish it's got the ninja theory ingenuity and creativity and it's got like the the outside of the box thinking that people who like that studio expect from them mm-hmm. so it, it might be like a cynical uh, uh, kind of like release to cash in on the multiplayer thing but they've at least done the work and put in the effort to make it cool so i would recommend if you have game pass try it it's fun it's got some quirky characters maybe you'll like korg who slaps people and then legs it <laughs> like i do um it's worth a try 
Sweet. Cool. Yeah. I, I think when things slow down, I might try it because I do like most of the, right. I mean, every Ninja Theory game I've played, I've enjoyed. I haven't played all of mm. them, but I think it's something I'm definitely going to check out eventually. If you're playing it, uh, we have uh, Jordan has written up uh, tips on how to be good at it on the website. Okay. Um, it'll give you a leg up. Anyone out there who's trying to get into it, have a read. Um, but right now, my attention is mostly focused on Half-Life. Uh, I've been playing... I played Black Mesa a couple weeks ago. I finished Half-Life 2 this morning before work, actually, for the first time. Um, and I recently just started Half-Life 2 Episode 1. Uh, and last week, I talked a little bit about my experience with Half-Life 2, and I said I wasn't super wild about it. Uh, but I, I, I think the big thing is that because I never played it back in the day the tech like it just didn't have the same effect on me so it was hard for me to get drawn in um but now that i finished it i quite enjoyed it i really enjoyed it i mean i can see why people love that series why people love that game uh i still think the beginning is slow and i think i like black mesa more than half-life 2 um or i guess half-life 1 i didn't play half-life 1 but i played black mesa i just really like that confined feeling of half-life 1 and how it's all just in one area 51 like area there we go area 51 like area way to go jake (laughs) uh but having finished half-life 2 it like i wish i wish i played it back when it first came out i think i would have been blown away by it if i played it back then however um i just started episode two or episode one sorry uh and i'm i'm into it like i'm i'm enjoying it uh, I have been playing Half-Life Alex, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but I had to stop because everyone I talked to was like, yeah, you, I mean, the first half of Alex doesn't have a whole lot of story stuff to it. It's pretty straightforward, but I hear the second half, if you haven't played Half-Life episode, Half-Life 2 episode 1 and Half-Life episode, Jesus, Half-Life 2 <laughs> episode 2, uh, it can be really tough to follow along and a lot of the big revelations won't pay off as much if you haven't played right. those. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to continue to continuing this Half-Life journey. Uh, definitely when I started Half-Life 2, I was like, great, I've got, you know, I've got one game I have to, I've got one more game I have to get through and then two halves of a game I have to get through after that. But now I'm pretty into it and I'm enjoying it. And, and I think a lot of the level design is super creative. The puzzles you do uh, are very creative. The combats, maybe because I'm flipping between Doom, but which is like, you know, balls to the wall crazy combat it, it's kind of slow and like you know you just got your standard like pistol shotgun and the gravity gun which everyone loved at the time is like neat but it's not really what i want to use ever until right. the end anyway that was my half-life 2 rant how are you finding alex so what are you playing it on i am playing on the quest uh which has been an experience to say the least. I ran into a lot of issues early on. I was about to give up playing Alex altogether. Turns out that if, when I plug my Oculus Quest into my motherboard directly, it works a lot better. I was talking to Matt Paget. Apparently he hasn't had that issue even though he's doing it on a Quest. So I think it is just mm-hmm. my PC being an old piece of shit. The old <laughs> piece of shit that it is just was having issues running it when I plugged it into the case. Uh, as opposed to the motherboard. Once I did that, I was able to actually play the game without the headset locking up every couple minutes, uh, which, you know, that that's... Helps a lot, I assume. It, yeah. That helps a ton. It still doesn't run as good as I like, and I think part of that might be because I got a knockoff cable, and I didn't even get the one that Oculus recommended, because mm. they, they have an Oculus Link cable, an official one, but you can't get it right now. I think if you so. get it, it's like $150 it's absurd it's just a usb c to a usb 3.0 uh but they recommend you buy an anchor cable off amazon which is i don't know some company that makes yeah. usb c oh, no, to usb 3.0 wait does, your, does your switch does your switch charging cable not do it no because it's not 3.0 it's 2.0 so i had to order is it My, oh mine is it's weird i think so maybe not the i blue, might try blue, it but but even the then 3.0 right yeah what's that yeah mine is even then, like, I need one long, though, you know, because, like, oh, I'm yeah. moving long. around. Right. So so I ordered, like, an anchor cable, a long one, so hopefully that works better than the one I have. Other than that, though, it's running fine enough, uh, especially if I'm not moving around too much. I feel like when I push all my furniture aside and I try to play with, like, a larger area, then mm-hmm. it has some trouble. But if I'm 
kind of stationary for the most part. It seems to run okay. Unless I start moving my head super quickly, then it can take a while for, I don't know, whatever I'm looking at to load in. That makes me feel queasy just thinking about it. I was literally about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't played. I think the longest I played was 90 minutes, and that was a little too much Mm -hmm. uh, in one sitting. I've been trying to slow down, and like I said, I stopped playing because I am about halfway through now, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to see the rest of the game until I know what happened in the other episodes. And they'd spoil the ending of one of the episodes right at the beginning of Half-Life Alex. I was like, oh, great. Well, you know, there it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would call that spoiling, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's spoiling at this point. Um, but I, it's super impressive. Uh, even on my quest, it is... I, I am blown away at almost every aspect of the game so far. And apparently I haven't even hit the, the level that everyone's talking about. That is apparently one of the best shooter levels in games. At least that's wow. what people are saying now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's just because it's new and people haven't seen a Half-Life game in God knows how long, 13 I'm years like, or whatever. Michael Hyam said it, and I was like, Michael Hyam gets hype. And I and I, I do trust him, but he's also like, yo, this is insane about everything. Yeah. Um, and then like I was, then I was uh, watching the uh, kind of funny review of it and noted Half-Life fan Danny O'Dwyer was like, it's like a game changer, this this bit. Um, and then I was like, okay, Danny's a, a, you know, a noted Half-Life fan. So he's inclined to like it as well. And then Greg was like, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's really good. And I was like, all right. Three okay, people. Yeah. See, see, that's what I wanted here because I've only heard Michael and Danny talk about this level. And I was like, all right, you guys have been wanting Half-Life for a long time. Uh, so yeah. I don't want to get too swept away in this yet, but I haven't made it to that point yet. Um, but I'm very excited to see what it is because as of now, like it's already a, a great game in my opinion if not a fantastic game so i'm excited to see mm. how and what exactly happens uh but just the way you interact with the environment is so cool i feel like you feel way more present than any other vr game i've played mm-hmm. uh, which to be fair i'm not big into vr i have a quest i've played some games like i played the star wars <laughs> game, i'm which not I'd big say. into vr but i have a quest <laughs> well i mean the the quest is kind of like you buy the quest if you don't have a PC that can handle one of the higher end uh, uh, headsets, and it, it, you can't play a lot of the hardcore. I know. I'm VR just games. I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, but you know, there like there are people like Matt who's like listing off all these. Matt Padgett's listing off all these like crazy VR games that he's played, and I'm like, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. do any okay. of those. Uh, but having played, having played some VR games, I. So far, I'm very impressed. Like the way that just the environment reacts to you as you're as you're moving through like shelves, trying to find something. The way you knock things over with your hands as you're picking things up, or like drawing dicks on whiteboards. Drawing dicks on whiteboards. I told John Luke to do it on the stream, but he didn't want to do it. Have you seen the math <laughs> equation one? Yeah. Yeah. The math equation one's amazing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Did you want uh, to just, like, mention really quickly before we're too far from the Michael? and Danny discussion uh, is that as the reviews editor, I'm obligated to say, but also I believe this, uh, that Michael does go into a review understanding that his excitement is not the same as a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was was specifically talking about that moment, not the review as a whole. Michael's review... Michael will, like, come up to you. I mean, obviously, we're not in the office right now, but he'll come into the office and be like, yo, this shit's fire. And um, And it's just a cup of water. And he's like... (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean Um, greg greg's angle was like um uh he'd not played any half-life before so that's why i was like okay Mm, it's yeah three people on different scales of liking it are saying it's got to be legit and like i i don't have a uh the uh Five in uh, Valve Index. I want one, but it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And we've we've got one. I mean, Greg's got one, and I might try and hook it up. Like, I have space in my room, which is only reserved for I do yoga in it. But like, mm-hmm. I have space in my room that I could set it up. But my, I mean, my biggest fear, my biggest barrier to entry for VR is motion sickness because I get it real bad. Same. Yeah. Um, Same. I think that will definitely be an issue with this game. Damn. Shit. I hate it. I I have heard that. <laughs> The vibe is a bit. I, I was the watching vi- review the and they vibe said the, is the best one that I've ever played, but I still or, felt motion sick after playing Vive. 
sorry, I guess the review, the review I was watching, they said the index. They actually didn't prefer mm-hmm. playing on the index. They preferred playing on um, an Oculus. For, I don't remember which one. Or maybe it was a Vive Pro or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that is. Uh, but My I don't know. Yeah, I... I get sick and I usually don't get sick from VR games, but it's only because I spent like two and a half hours playing one time. Yeah, I've God, reviewed VR games. Such a bad, yeah. I mean, I felt so bad for Michael, but he doesn't really get sick in VR, but having reviewed them, it's like every half hour I'd have to take the headset off and be like, okay, time to breathe. Eat some ginger. Yeah. I have a friend of mine got um, an Oculus development kit one when they first came out and he modded it to play Half-Life 2. That is probably the oh, most yeah. sick I've ever been in VR. Was Half Life mm. Two in VR? It's really mm. annoying because, like a lot of people, I love Half Life and I've been waiting for a new Half Life for ages. And I'm like, now I have to pay nine hundred dollars and potentially be sick because I get like, I get car sick and motion sick very badly. So I was like, oh god. But I think I'm gonna try and nick the work uh, index and give it a shot. Um, at least I can say I tried. Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. try it. I want to try it with, like, have you seen those uh, seasickness bands that you can put on your wrist? And, like, Ooh, apparently no. they work really well. I've known people who've tried them who have, uh, like, my a friend of mine has really bad motion sickness playing normal games. I think I've told mm. the story on the podcast maybe before, but uh, my old roommate, Jen, literally dry heaved her way through The Last of Us. She loved that game so much. It was horrible for everyone else. But she did it. She took a lot of Dramamine. And she's tried those seasickness bands. Um, and they have worked pretty well. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that would help in VR too. Because I've, I've had a better time with motion sickness in VR when I'm standing up. So like using the Vive. Um, or even using the the Quest, like playing super hot. I've done that. And, that, and super hot isn't a lot of movement when you're actually in it. Um, but I wonder if that would help. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say that uh, this is Valve developed, of course, and there are a lot of different uh, settings you can tweak to change around, like what kind of uh, movement style you prefer, look style, whatever it might be, which I think hopefully helps people a lot. Um, But yeah, overall, I am super impressed with it so far. I I like it makes it, it makes me really excited for for to see what VR is going to look like in a couple years, maybe even longer, because like what they've done with this game, it, it finally feels like okay, I, VR is I is a now. legitimate platform that can have some really cool experiences that you can't do anywhere else. And and I've seen glimpses of that before for sure. Like Beat Saber, when I first played Beat Saber, that was incredible. But I feel like almost every moment in Half Life, Alex, there's something just like the way you can use your environment, like. The head crabs for, or not the head. Well, the head crabs are a whole other story. But what are the, the, what are the barnacles that hang from the ceiling that have their little tongues that if you get caught in, you get carried up? Oh, I forgot their names. I think they are barnacles. Yeah, I think I think they're <laughs> barnacles. But like a way you can get through them now is like I'll pick up a can and throw it at its tongue, and then it'll get dragged up, and then I'll sneak by it, or like. Or, or I'll get into firefights frantically. And, like, you don't just press a button to reload, right? Because it's VR. You have to, like, grab a magazine out of your backpack. You have to eject the other magazine. You have to slide it in. And then you have to, like, close the... Uh, clo- clo- I forget what it's called. Basically, like, get ready to fire bullets. Pull the hammer back. Uh, and, like, I'll be freaking out because something will be near me. I'll be out of, out of ammo or whatever. And I'll, like reload and put in a new magazine and i'll still be panicking i'll hit the wrong button and eject my magazine and i'll be frantically trying to get my magazine up again and reload before they before the head crab gets to me and then like you can snatch head crabs out of the air if they're coming at you and grab them and like throw them off to the side and it is just the level of interact interactivity is absurd I'm enjo- on yeah i'm enjoying the pictures and videos of people like grabbing head crabs out of the air and just like dancing with them and posing them and doing stuff like that that's what yeah, i want to play it for on twitter i saw someone who were like oh yeah so you only have two inventory slots apart from where you store your ammo you've got them on your wrists you can hold one thing in each of your wrists uh or i saw someone just like throw a bunch of useful stuff into a basket and then just carry the just basket around the, the level so with them good. which i thought was i thought was really clever um i will say the one thing that is a little worrisome is that with all the money that half-life or that valve has like the movement in vr is still so limiting like i don't know is it teleporting 
like you, you can you can switch between teleporting or mm -hmm. uh moving but or like using a control stick to move or you can move around a small environment depending on how big your play area is and it's i guess it's not something they can really solve uh no. but like I, that's like the biggest thing holding back vr is that you're always stuck in a certain area and that was the exciting thing about quest right was that you can draw out giant areas anywhere to do that you're not tethered to a computer or anything like that uh but with this it 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 still does feel pretty limiting like especially in the space i'm in i'm in more often than not i'll collide with walls or even earlier today i knocked over my water all over my desk because i was swinging my arms around like an idiot but yeah that's what i have to say about half-life alex i am incredibly impressed and i'm very excited to continue once i'm done with half-life episode one and two half-life two episode one and episode two yes the sirens are on again they're after me hell yeah <laughs> why is it like every time on a wednesday i wonder who they're after it's wednesday is that a fire truck <gasps> dad wednesday, wait, did dude. you witness jake quoting a vine I he did. did a vine. I've done it before. I've done it before. Clip it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's about it for Half-Life Alex, unless you guys have any questions or any... No. I don't know. I do it's weird, it. like, no. when we were doing the podcast run sheet earlier, and it was like, what's the big news stories from this week? And it's like, well, the, wor the world's kind of figuring out the new normal, so there hasn't really been yeah. much. The Olympics got cancelled. I thought they just got postponed. Oh, postponed, but I bet you yeah. somewhere yeah. Mario and Sonic are very confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what do we do? No, it's weird. I was going yeah. to shout out uh, Chloe Rad did a bunch of Half-Life content um, mm -hmm. with the help yeah. from other people, of course. Um, and that includes like a really hefty Easter eggs guide um, and a full accessibility guide, too. Nice. There are some crazy Easter eggs. Uh, did you know someone found someone found a bridges box? Like yeah, that's that, that's box. pretty cool. Yeah, Death Stranding. Because there is a Death Stranding tie-in in the PC version of Death Stranding, right? For, for oh, there's really? a head but, crab in yeah. Um, uh, yeah the PC version of Death Stranding. That's okay. sweet. It's a uh, Death Stranding is um prescient. It, it, it hit, Kojima is it a genius. different right now. It's hitting <laughs> yeah. a bit different. This is the time to play it and also not play it. Yeah. yeah I was seriously. like, I was looking out of my window wistfully the other day and thinking, remember when Amazon were like, we're going to do drone deliveries and everyone went, what? No, you're not. That's stupid. Never do that. Where are them drones at? <laughs> if we hadn't shut it down, I mean, Amazon sucks and Jeff Bezos can eat my ass, but like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we had the drone deliveries, everything would be legit. Toilet paper coming through your window. Imagine you if, it. Imagine if Death Stranding got delayed a couple months, came out around now. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be wild. I literally ended that review saying that this was the game we need right now. And now look at <laughs> look at wow. look. You should you should do an update and just put at the end update. Not right now, actually. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, as Lucy said, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week. I feel like it was a lot of big game releases and everyone's a too lot busy of playing the games. Yeah, mm. everyone's too busy playing games and trying to figure out what the hell to do right now. Uh, but anyway, should we move on to listener questions? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Lucy, do you want to take the first? Actually, Callie, why don't you take the first one? Before we do that, if you have any questions, please email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Hey, After Dark crew, I am excited Animal Crossing uh, what? I am excited that Animal Crossing is coming out tomorrow, but I have never played Animal Crossing or any similar games. What are some tips you would give a new player of Animal Crossing and this style in general? That is from DM Sky. Um, well, if you're looking for tips, we have tons on GameSpot.com. That's why I put this in. I was um, like, yeah, let's plug tips. all those videos. Many. Honestly, like QAing those uh, videos and looking at the scripts before they went live ahead of the game launching, I was like, I'm ready to yeah. do this. <laughs> I'm prepped. I, I, I rewatched all of them as well as watching uh, Tiger King. I rewatched um, all those videos um, with the Animal Crossing guys while I was building furniture. So for like 
maybe four hours one day there was just jake's voice coming out of my bedroom <laughs> you're welcome ages. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i have been really excited to write all these animal crossing guides because one summer um i read when wild world came out i had a wild world like a physical guide uh and i read it cover to cover multiple times um because i was i don't know i always wanted to be a guide writer so i was just it's been fun to write the animal crossing guides um but I would say, like, I guess my biggest tip would be, like, there's no wrong way to play Animal Crossing. There are ways to, like, fast track uh, certain things from happening. But I think especially considering what we talked about earlier in the episode, um, you'll probably have a better time if you just kind of, like, do what seems interesting, talk to your villagers. Mm. Um, you know, Tom Nook and, and Timmy have advice at the beginning of the game, which will help a lot. Um, and give you a little bit of direction, as will the uh, Nook Miles program. Because um, you'll get rewards for doing different things, and it'll kind of, like, push you in a direction. Um, but as long as you're enjoying it, and it's relaxing for you, and giving you what you want out of that game, then you're playing it right. So just do that. And look at all of our guides and watch all of our guide videos. I was going to say something similar in that. Just take it one day at a time. Like there's all these different tips you can look at, but I think the 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 best thing you can do in Animal Crossing is just like, you know, check in every day, figure out what you want to do that day, do that, uh, or don't do that. Maybe just mess around. Uh, it, it's just like a relaxing game to be in most of the mm. time. Like mm. it, it, I played it last night before I went to bed, and it was just like such a nice way to unwind. I guess just hearing that music and doing some fishing and chatting with villagers. I think one of the key things to try and do your best to not get caught up in is the zeitgeist around Animal Crossing. It's both a blessing and a curse. Like everyone is talking about Animal Crossing right now and sharing stuff and it's very wholesome and enjoyable. But I've also seen people be like, I'm so behind. I need to catch up mm. with people and mm. I need to try and get this. I need to get that and I need the ladder. Would someone give me the ladder? I don't have this fruit. And it honestly, don't try and catch up with people. Just play it at your own pace um and don't try to think about min maxing sometimes it can be good just to pop into your game and the only thing you've done that day is just shake all the trees don't have to do the shake all the trees pick the weeds get the wood that kind of stuff just do a bit at a time at your own pace and let everyone live their own animal crossing life and and you live yours and occasionally it will intersect very naturally and it will be way more um fulfilling because of that mm-hmm mm-hmm Oh, that that's it. Cool. That is that uh, is the advice. Lucy, do you want to take the Me. next one? I gave you a long one, sorry, but they mentioned GameSpot UK, so I was like, it's got to be one of you two for this one. <laughs> Hi, After Dark Crew. I've been a longtime listener of GameSpot UK podcasts a long time ago, and I've only recently found out about this one, so I've been listening to some of the backtracks. I doubt that many of you will remember, but I have also sent several questions to the UK crew and vividly remember Lucien Timor's lovely voices, and it was a great time walking back to memory lane when they were in GameSpot UK. Mm. A lot has changed for me during that time, including graduating university, and after a whirlwind of career changes, have managed to find a place in a video game company, so it's kind of a dream come true for me. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I am very happy with my job with lots of perks such as free video games, but while I thought it was a blessing at first, it soon became a burden when I realised I don't have as much free time as I used to when I was a student. I now have the money and the games to play and spend, but with very little time to do so. The little time I do have tends to be playing on multiplayer games such as COD and Apex Legends with my friends, and I can only spend about an hour or two on single player games I want to complete. As video game journalists, I have no doubt that you're in similar positions of having access to so many games you want to play through, but I want to ask you, the veterans of work-life video gamers, on how you manage to create time to play and complete video games. Also, I have so many backlogs of old and new games I need to play, and I'm having a hard time deciding which ones to complete first. I'll lay out the top five games I want to complete during the outbreak, so I'd love to hear your opinions. Number one. (laughs) The outbreak. (laughs) The outbreak. Number one, Neo 2. Number two, Dragon Quest XI on PS4. Uh, three, Catherine Full Body. Four, Shadow of the Colossus. Five, Control. As always, please keep up the good work and stay safe. Best wishes, Eric Song. Well, congratulations, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Uh, and thank you for writing in. And damn that you remember me and Timor from like yeah. 2011, 2012 when we won the Games for UK podcast. Um, 
I don't know. I'm in a I'm in a similar boat in that like obviously there's so many to play and around game of the year time you feel like you have to have played pretty much everything that's up for contention. I am really bad for I've noticed that I spend a lot of time on my phone, which I'm trying to do a lot less, and instead I'm trying to use that time instead of just refreshing Twitter or whatever to actually play games. Setting aside some time during the week, even it's just an hour to get through a game can also help. Um, kind of, I think that's, I talked about this briefly last week, but talking about making a new schedule for yourself. And if you're on lockdown, then, hey, you don't have your commute anymore. Maybe turn that hour into a gaming hour or something. You know what I mean? It's just all about like carving up your time so that you can play a few more games. Hmm. Yeah. Not having to commute has helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I finished Half-Life this morning because normally I'd be commuting, but it was like, yeah, work doesn't start for another hour and a half, so I'm going to finish up Half-Life 2. Nice. Yeah, I think not which commuting order? has been helpful. What? Mm. I was going to say, which order for these five games? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about because my thing, my thing with this was just going to be like, I, I really just prioritize the, the games I most want to play rather than the ones I feel yeah. like I need to play. Mm-hmm. Um. That it, that is very hard for me come game of the year time, um, and I do have to take more time uh, when I'm not like playing a game I'm really invested in to to try those games out. This I would probably just say, I mean, just personally, I would prioritize control, but that's just me. I would say maybe if you want to feel like you are actually completing stuff, go for the shorter games. So Shadow of the Colossus and Control are much shorter, and you can actually feel mm-hmm. like hey, you're getting that sense of completionism because you're doing it. Um, I don't know. Shadow of the Colossus is like broken up as well. So you could do a Colossi yeah. a day. Um, Coloss- and you get, and because of the the kind of build up to finding the Colossi, fighting the Colossi and then coming back, it's like a really good like whole loop of a game that's really, really, like you'll feel satisfied and feel like you've achieved something with each Colossi. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a banger. But the con- control's coming out, and there's control DLC. Control DLC's coming out, mm. so you could also hit that. Yeah. Dragon not Quest Eleven's so. amazing, no? Yeah, not for Xbox. Dragon Quest well, Eleven's amazing, yet. but it's a time sink. Um, it's one of those ones I like to sometimes suggest people have like a short term or a short burst and game where they plan to finish it within a couple weeks or a month, and then mm-hmm. one that they play like for a prolonged period of time and dragon quest is a good one to play over a long period of time because it's a big old grand adventure so like taking your time with that is is a good way to approach that game dragon quest is also like structured in an interesting way where each new area you get to has like its own little plot and story that feeds into the main narrative so it's kind of there's a lot of natural breaks throughout it i would say Uh, i still haven't finished that game i've been playing it very slowly now uh but yeah, I, I think I agree. I would say start with Control and Shadow of Colossus because you can probably finish those much quicker than the other three you've got here. And also Neo 2 is supposed to be like 120 hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy long. Yeah, and it's super hard. Yeah, unless you're really good, then maybe not. I mean, it's got some cheap shit in that game. <laughs> it's no Bloodborne, is that what you're trying to say? No, a few things are, man. A few things are. <laughs> uh, should we move on to the last one, or do we have anything to add to that? No, I think that's good. I mean, um, also, just remember to have fun. Don't feel yeah. like right. yeah. you're pressurized into playing games just because everyone else is. Like, kind of what you guys were saying about Animal Crossing, right? Don't feel like you're needing to do what everyone else is doing. Just play what you want. Playing, playing the multiplayer games, like the way it's worded, I know that's not what it means, but like it's almost like I'm doing this instead of doing something, having a more meaningful gaming experience. But playing multiplayer with friends and even if it's the same game all the time, like try and reframe that in your mind as being as valuable as playing one of these brand new games. I think that's something I struggle with. Like I play a lot of Overwatch and often to the detriment of other games, but it's always fun and i have a good time i play with my friends and chat with them and it's as valuable to me as like starting a brand new game and sinking lots of hours into that so try and take the pleasure out of those regular games as well especially now it's probably good yeah. to play yeah. some games with friends right now <laughs> yeah. get some get some social interactions in uh 
Tamora, do you want to read the last? So, and this is an interesting one. Uh, you're going to need to send a, th- this listener is going to need to send us a screenshot of mm-hmm. what I they're was, talking about. That's, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Pixar didn't happen, Hi. but go ahead. <laughs> Hi there, lockdown crew. Gerard from the Netherlands here. So my mom got Animal Crossing for the Switch and she's been loving it. She's been an avid fan since Wild World on the original DS and for as long as I can remember, me and my younger sister have always been giving her useful tips and tricks to get certain items or fish or events and such. However, this time around she told me she's got an unbreakable shovel on the second day of playing. She's a liar. She's lying. I'm not (laughs) trying to hate on your mom, but your mom's a liar. (laughs) A villager gave it to her and now I'm incredibly jealous. That shovel should have been mine. I've always been the one with the good stuff and tips. This is totally un- this is so totally unfair. So my question to you is, have you ever been jealous of someone else's achievement in a video game? We need we need to see evidence of this. I absolutely need this, evidence of this because I don't think a villager be, has ever given a tool as a gift. This is no, mad because I, like, I have gotten a tool as a gift. You've gotten a tool as a gift? If mm-hmm. if it turns out this person's if it turns out Gerard's mother is a liar and has been lying about this what does that say about everything else his mother has told him in in life (laughs) if like this could be like what else have you lied to me about mother what else maybe it's not an unbreakable one but maybe it's like a gold a gold one or something that's just really good i don't know know. we need the receipts we need the receipts i yeah i'm I'm gonna need proof need proof of this i personally have never gotten a tool as a gift um, so I, I got a shovel uh, early on when one of the characters gave me a shovel because they were like, hey, I hear you're trying to build a shop. Here's a shovel. This might help you out. And I was like, okay. I think I got you. a warring can the same way. Yeah, I got a warring can. What? It was a wooden can. one. <laughs> yeah, the wooden one. It was a crap okay, now one. now that that's what I'm jealous of. To answer Gerard's question, I would say um, – I have been jealous of people's ability to do things in games, I guess. or je- I'm especially jealous of, like, a really good Pokemon or, like, a shiny Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I'm envious of anything, really. Sometimes I'll watch a play of the game in Overwatch, and I'm like, damn, I wish I could play like that. I mean, I kind of do that to myself. I watch a lot of Shroud, and, you know... He's he's younger than me. He used to be a pro Counter Strike player. I will never have the reflexes <laughs> that he has. Um, but I would say, yeah, it's nothing. It's out of my control. There, I can still play the game and enjoy them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would say my jealousy stems from like a lack of like other people who are really good at video games, yeah. and I'm just like, dang, I'm like kind of just okay at video games, like. I, like i'm a lot of people think that because we're in this industry we're all really good at video games but uh it's not always the case i feel like we're all Uh, above average at video games though if you take like yeah yeah yeah. i'm I'm sure we are like uh, i'm decent at siege i'm decent at uh some of these other games but then i see like friends who i play with who like are really good at call of duty and i'm like how how like i i should be better i think i play more and i'm not i'm jealous of other people's time like my brother is really really good at at video games and i got i i like threw i actually like threw a fit um because he beat me in halo and it was just like a friendly thing we were doing and i like got so upset just because it's like well you know i have to you know i spent all my time trying to get in a good college and i didn't get to play halo all the time so i'm not good enough like i just got so i've definitely had moments like that heating heated gaming moments if you will <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think like i i i've uh i've like i i know that i can be good at a game if i tried and i'm happy with that and not knowing that because like back in the day I, I used to play street fighter at a competitive level super high and i know that any game that i put my if i want to be good at it and have the time to put you know into it i can be good at it so like I'm okay with knowing that I have the capacity to be good more than actually being good. And whenever, whenever I see someone like that does something amazing, I was like, I could probably do that, but I just don't have the time to try right now. Like I'm happy with my Zarya play. I'm good. 
It's very I'm good. Happy. Thank you very much. I'm happy with my abilities in fighting games. Like, I know that if I got back into Counter-Strike, I wouldn't be Shroud, obviously, but, like, I can still point and click really well. Um, I'm good. At, so, like, the only thing I... And also, like, the one achievement... I have one trophy, one Platinum trophy, and it's Bloodborne. And after I did that, I was like, I don't really care about anything else. Like, I don't I've have never, to prove myself. Yeah, I don't have to prove myself to anyone or anything. Like, and I, I like, I'm great at Sekiro, so I'm like, I'm fine. I can still, I still got it. I'm just old and I don't have the time. You still flex. Yeah, I can flex when I need to. But, it's a good outlook. It's a good outlook. Anyway, that's been episode 34 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you so much for tuning in and bearing with us as we get used to this new setup. Uh, if you have any questions, please email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. You can also email us if you want access to the Discord because, like I said, it should be all up and running by Friday. Uh, or you can just DM Jean-Luc or myself and we'll make sure to get you in there. Uh, Callie, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at... Inky Dojiko, I-N-K-O-I-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. Anything to plug? Lots of Animal Crossing stuff, I imagine. Lots of Animal Crossing stuff. Please um, take a look at the guides. Yeah. We also have the cost of almost every single fish and bug, right? We have logged almost every fish and bug, yeah. And that'll be a useful resource. So definitely yeah. look at that so if you're uh... not just cost, but also location, um, time of year, time of day. Nice. Damn, Lucy. Where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Lucy James Games. Uh, and in terms of plugs, Tam and I are breaking down reviewing Westworld every week. YouTube.com/slash/GameSpotUniverse. Season three is good. Thank God. Because season two almost lost me at some points, but on a rewatch, it's very good. And season three starts off strong. Um, next week, stuff to look out for: we have audio logs with uh, Shigenori Sojima, a uh, character artist on Persona Five, which is very exciting. And is that why you're wearing that sweater? Yeah, I am actually wearing my Persona sweater today. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Um, and Dave is doing a really cool video about the BFG from Doom, and I watched a rough cut of it today, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And more. Um, I what? I mean, Lucy's plug basically everything I'm also involved in. Um, but, efficient. Uh, yeah, efficient. Uh, I have a feature on. Wait, no, the anime feature is not for this week. There's an anime feature coming. Um, <laughs> there might be a Animal Crossing feature coming later this week as well. Um, I have to help on the anime feature, and it's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Animal Crossing feature is a maybe. Um, it's actually written by one of our um, on staff writers, Kevin, which and it's it's just a great little story. So we're gonna turn yeah. it into a video. It is good. Yeah. So cool. keep an eye out for that. And then you can find me at Jacob Deck, and there are a ton of Animal Crossing guides that I wrote and recorded and got lots of help from much of our staff, like Evan, Max, and. Uh, and David uh, so be sure to check those out let us know what you think if you've got any other tips you can leave them there as well uh, but I think that's it for this week see y'all next week bye bye little cats and kittens